Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover, all for just three bucks plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 5000 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 5000. Enjoy! Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. You're listening to a message from the Macanet, bringing you the very best from the vast collection of camps preached by healing evangelist, best-selling author, and mega-church pastor, Dag Heward Mills. I hope you've had a wonderful Saturday so far, and welcome to our teaching today. Today's message is from the sweet influences of the Holy Spirit camp preached to university students in Mampong in 2012. It is entitled, The Sweet Influences of the Holy Spirit on Your Destiny. Dag Heward Mills shares wisdom on why you mustn't quench or despise the Holy Spirit when it comes to God's plan for your life and your glorious destiny. I believe you'll be renewed after today's message, so let's get ready to receive. You may be seated. Excited. Fantastic. We are on our sweet influences. And we are pressing on. Amen. Now, How many of you want to do the will of God? Wow. I believe that the will of God is being done in your life. Amen. 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 Do you believe that? Do you believe? believe. Are you sure you believe? Right. Where's Ida? Where are the stars? Where are the stars? Okay, you know what? I want you to learn how to sing and minister to the Lord, not to perform. You see, there's a difference between doing a performance on some special occasion and then working for God, where you are always singing for the Lord. Because when you start singing for the Lord, you, when you start working for the Lord, you sing as your work, not as a special day of performing some fantastic something. Are you with me? 
Are you still here? Yes. That's the difference. You see, it's like being a beautiful lady who is always nice at home, outside, whether you put on makeup or no makeup. But the ones you see that are specially made up to go out, those are not nice ones. Yeah. Don't marry a lady who puts on a lot of makeup. In fact, be careful of them. They are not real people. And if you are a brother and you don't know much about makeup, learn it. But I will show you what to do. take your finger just take your finger and then do this oh there was a mosquito and then check your finger and see whether there is something some special brown paste on your finger and you realize that Asomwa, the face is not a real face at all. It's not a real face at all. It's totally pasted. It's a camouflage. So, I want you to really uh, be someone you can sing but it's not for a show it's not a special thing it's what you always do and you do it always for all occasions and you do it well on all occasions and you are always ready you see one of the abilities of Ida is her ability to remember all songs that I want when I want them. Because you are of no use when I need a song and you cannot sing that song. At that moment, you cannot remember the words. Do you understand? Because your music is a ministry. And if it's a ministry, then it is also joining to help what we are doing. Yeah. Are you understanding me? Yes. Okay. So I'm, I want the stars to be able to sing all the time. And then, as a good star, you must not only sing certain songs when you are here, but you must sing certain songs all the time. That's the song you sing. You cannot say, well, I listen to High Life in the afternoons. And then in the evenings, I listen to something else. And then on Sundays, I listen to church music. So at this camp, we are trying to even out our lives. So that we don't have very nice and very ugly. 
in one. If you take, for instance, a grave or a tomb, a tomb, the tombstone is very expensive. It costs a lot of money. And it's made up of marble, maybe sometimes terrazzo, sometimes some special tiles. It has a plaque, different things. Now, you can even sit there. If you go to the cemeteries, you see them sitting on them and eating. But, if you were to open, what you will see, you may not eat for some time, for a long time to come. Because the person in there is half decomposed. Half of the body is mixed up part of the bones. Are, it's not that you see, it's not like you see a full body, then you see a skeleton. It's not like that. It's the transition. Yeah. Of rotting. The person gets rotten. And it starts just changing and you know, you disappear and it's very, very some way and smelly. Me, I've, 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 I've assumed a dead body before. Yeah, and I've been in the mochi where they bring, they brought some, somebody that they assume. It's not a small thing. Now, the Bible says that hypocrisy, when he was speaking to the Pharisees, those were the people Jesus didn't like at all when he came to them. You know? He said that you are like whitewashed tombs. On the outside, you are, you are, you are shining like this. But then there's another side. It's the same tomb. It's so completely rotten. So when it comes to serving God, you have to try to even out the out and the in. Instead of evening out. You are evening out what you are like. Are you getting what I'm saying? Evening. Even out. So that out is similar to in. As similar as possible. Did you get it? The out is as close to the in as possible. Stand up, my dear. This is Cadella, right? The out, this is out. This is her out. Should be as close to the in as possible. Yeah. But if when we go in, to the house. And then there is another and the whole human being is completely different like the inside of a tombstone. Then the out is so different from the in and you create a modern day Pharisee. Create a modern day Pharisee. Yeah, that's a modern Pharisee. Yeah. So every aspect of our lives, you see, the out should be as close to the in. We have to even, and it's, if you look at yourself, like she could come and say, Jesus. Oh, I spot your hair. Jesus. 
And then you see another character coming of that same person. And the person is not sweet at all. Very nasty. You know? Just press it off. Are you there? Yeah. So we are trying to even out all that we are. And same thing comes to music. You, you have to even out what you listen to, what you like, what you sing. You can't, you can't listen to high life during the day, in the afternoons, in the evenings. You start listening to Maranatha and integrity music. Hosanna music. Are you there or you are going home? So, all aspects of you need evening out. And I pray that at this camp, we will be evening out. A lot of things. Yeah. Because you yourself will feel sick as you are so presentable in church. But then behind the scenes, you are sick. Is it not true? True or not true? So, I'm saying that it is not unusual for you to be not even. It is normal. If you like, look at the person next to you. That particular person is not even out and in. I saw you checking their face. Check, check, check. Is it fantastic? So, I am um, saying to all of you singers, stars, because by the time we are finishing this camp, everybody is going to have a job. Yeah. So, I need you, I need you to make yourself available to sing, okay? So when I call Ida, Ida sing, look at her, she's pregnant. She's, she's tired, okay? She cannot even find a dress to wear. <laughs> so you just call any of your stars, okay? And they sing for you, okay? So sing a song. Lisa. Come on. the girl who sang the song for Jesus Christ who was willing to lay down her life and do his will no matter what the price so I'm singing for the deaf man who can hear about salvation through my song And I'm singing for the blind man who 
Hallelujah. Now, I'm going to go through many. Wow. Okay. I'm going to go through many influences of the Spirit. Okay. Now, it's not about with the Holy Spirit, you cannot know how things are done. We cannot be giving steps to something. Do you understand? When it comes to the Holy Spirit, who is influencing you, you cannot be given steps on how the Holy Spirit influences you. What you can know, as far as the Holy Spirit's influence, is that these are things that he does. So that once you know what he does, you are open to it. And then when, you, when it's happening you can sense that this is happening and you can flow with it. Do you understand? Because if you do not know, 
what the Holy Spirit is doing and it looks foreign to you, it looks strange to you, 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 you cut it out. You, you object to it. You stop it. And then the Holy Spirit's influence is quenched. That is why the Bible says in referring to the Holy Spirit, mostly it's quenched not or despise not. Mostly it's about quenching or despising. Despising has to do with not respecting. A lot of things of the Holy Spirit are not respectable as we know respectful things. Yeah. A lot of the Holy Spirit things are not respectful. It doesn't have respectability. But they are from him. They are from the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And a lot of things of the Holy Spirit is about quenching or not quenching. There's nothing about learning how to. Or steps to. It's either you quench or you just there. So it's about quenching or not quenching. Despising or not despising. So it's about knowing that it's there so that you don't quench. Or knowing that it's, not, it's there so you don't disrespect it. That's, that's when it comes to the Holy Spirit. That's the main thing. Don't, you can't know how to do things. Like so. How to, let's say, seven steps to uh, the influence, getting the influence of the Spirit on this. I, I don't know any seven steps. What I know is that he influences that. So when you sense that he's influencing that, there are two, only two things the Holy Spirit quench not or despise not. So our main wrong response to the Holy Spirit is quenching and despising. Do you see? So these sweet influences, you see, that's, that's, why, that's why I'm calling them sweet influences because it's like, it's a gentle influence of the Holy Spirit on your life. And your response to an influence is to quench or despise. You, you, and these are the mistakes that we make. And that's why this is the main instruction that he gave. Don't quench it. Don't despise it. It's a real thing. He is influencing you. He is influencing you. Amen. Amen. Now, the sweet influence of the Holy Spirit on your destiny. Your destiny. And I'm going to start with this. I hear you have a coffee break. So before your coffee break, we are going to know the sweet influences of the Spirit on your destiny. Amen. Now, is it already fantastic? Yeah. How many want to know about the influence on your destiny? Wow. Shabaya. Revelations chapter 22. And the spirit and the bride say, come. The spirit and the bride Say, come. You see, if the Holy Spirit is working and influencing, one of the main influences of the Spirit on your life is you will hear Him calling you and saying, Come. Come. 
Yes. The spirit and the bride say, come. Yes. The spirit, the spirit and the bride say, come. Wow. This is what the spirit says. The spirit and the bride are saying, come. 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 Come to me. Come to me. Come. The spirit and the bride say, come. So, you will see that when you are under the influence of the spirit, more, you will sense within you a calling. Come. Come. He's always pulling you. He's pulling you towards him. And he says, let him that heareth say, come. That is those who are under the influence of the spirit. Who always sense that, come. And I've noticed over the years, I always tell people, come. Come to the camp. Come along. Let's go. Come. Come. It's the sweet influence of the spirit saying, come. Why not? Come along. Come along. So, it is the influence. What people don't realize, that is why it's not about seven steps to how to be influenced to hear come. I can't, I don't have such a message. Yes. I'm just telling you what he does. Yes. So that you don't quench it. And you don't despise it. This is one of the last statements in the book of Revelation. And it, it's so important that it bears enough importance for us to read. For I say unto everyone that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book. If any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book, which testifieth these things. He which testifieth these things saith, Surely I come quickly. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus be with you all. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, when you are under, since I've been under the influence of the Holy Spirit, years ago in Achimota School, I could hear the word come. In fact, you don't even hear it audibly, but you sense a drawing. Because the Spirit is always saying, come. Come, come closer. Come closer to me. I want to feel you. I want to touch you. I want to change your life. Yeah. So you will always, as you serve him, be hearing him say. And right now, everybody here who is under the influence of the Holy Spirit can hear him saying, come. Is it not true? Is it not true? Yeah. Because if you are under the influence of the Holy Spirit, you will hear the Spirit saying, come. Yeah. If you are under the influence, you can under the influence of the Holy Spirit 
from a child. This morning, I told my little daughter, when she finished having a quiet time, I told her, always pray for the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I said, pray for the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And I made her pray for the Holy Spirit. Ask God for the Holy Spirit. Ask God for the Holy Spirit. So that you will be under the influence of the Holy Spirit. And she started praying for the Holy Spirit. I read it to her in Luke 11. If you being evil can give good things to your children, how much more will your father give you the Holy Spirit? The best thing you can ever have is the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. But there is one great opposer, opposition. Why is it that many people do not obey the voice of the Holy Spirit and the influence of the Holy Spirit? I will tell you the answer today. Don't tell people who will be offended. But I'm telling you. Okay? Why do people not obey the influence of the Spirit? When God calls them. I have the answer. Do you want to know the answer? It's going to shock you. How many want to receive a shock? Are you sure? The answer. Is. Hmm? Are you sure you want to? No. Are you really sure? I'm going to tell you the answer. The answer is the answer is the answer is huh? Do you want to know why many people Don't tell people who will be offended by this message. Just keep it to yourself. Okay? But I don't want you to tell anybody who's going to be offended. The reason why many people do not come and do not respond to the Holy Spirit is witchcraft. How many are shocked? What a, what a shock. thinking to yourself, oh, so I mean if I'm a student and I don't obey the call of God and I don't come and the spirit is interested in coming is it witchcraft? Am I a witch? No. I didn't say you are a witch. I said the reason why you do not is witchcraft. Turn with me to Galatians chapter 3. Oh, foolish Galatians. Who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth? 
of foolish Galatians who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth oh foolish Galatians who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth who has bewitched you you see people who do not obey the truth are bewitched especially when the truth is from the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is the one true power and influence that you must be under witchcraft is the release of another power a power that is not the Holy Spirit is witchcraft yeah so a power that works on you that makes you do things that is not the Holy Spirit is what we call witchcraft yes we have sorcery necromancy and uh, um, what do you call it um, uh, soothsaying and all these other things they are all powers that people use but there there is witchcraft which is very very common in the church very very common in the church and any power that is an influence on your life that is not the Holy Spirit and it makes you do things is witchcraft so witchcraft can operate in because who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth so by this scripture we see the definition of witchcraft that you are under you see the, the word the Greek word bewitch is it, it means to smite the eyes of the person you see so sometimes you say when a, a man maybe has a nice wife and he's going after some girl then you say that the girl has bewitched him isn't it it's like he's come under some kind of influence yes he's kind of, he's, he's come, he has come under some kind of influence that he's left his nice family and his nice wife and he's going after some cockroach somewhere so it's like he's under some kind of influence. Do you understand? Which, which is not good. And that influence is making him do what he's doing. And what influence is that? And that's the question that Paul was asking. That Who has bewitched you? What bewitchment has taken place? That a clear thing that you should be doing. Do you see? You are not doing it, but you are going in another way. And what we are saying is that it's not that there is no Holy Spirit. Or is it that there is no influence of the spirit in your life? The Holy Spirit said that the spirit and the bride say come. That's what that is there. The coming there, you can hear him loud and clear. Over and over, over and over, over and over, over and over, over and over. The spirit and the bride say come. The spirit and the bride. Even the word come throughout the Bible, you hear God using the word come. Come, come unto me. Come, come, come. It is all hundreds of times in the Bible. Come, come. God is always called. He said, Zacchaeus, come down. Today I'm going to stay in your house. Let them come. Let them come. Come, come. Always God is called drawing people to him. So, the point that I'm, I'm explaining to you is that 
when people clearly do not obey the truth, usually there is another influence that they come under. And that is why they don't obey the truth. Yeah. And what, is, what influence is that? What influence is that? That is what we call witchcraft. So according to this definition, you'll find out that a witch can be even your mother. Or your mother may be operating witchcraft because she may be exerting undue influence that is beyond what is supposed to be from a mother. A pastor can be a witch because he may be exerting an influence that is beyond what is normal and what is supposed to be expected from a pastor. Yeah. So a pastor can now operate in witchcraft and he's exerting some powers over you do this, come here, go here, do this, do this. That is beyond what is expected and what is normal and what is good to a point that you will not even be obeying the word of God. A husband and a wife, a, a wife is, it, you see, many people, when you, say, when you hear the word witch, you think immediately of a woman. But, no. The common person we think about is Jezebel. But the first witch in the Bible, because a male witch is called a wizard. And the first witch in the Bible was a male. That is Balaam. The soothsayer. He was the first wizard. He's mentioned repeatedly in the Bible. Trying to exert influence and power to destroy Israel. And when he was unable to do it through necromancy and spiritual prophecies and things like that, he still went down, descended and used women and tried to talk to the leaders to send the women to go and sleep with the uh, Israelites and that it would destroy them. So he was always using his power. So the first witch was a male and the second well-known witch was a female. So to be fair, the witches are both males and females. <laughs> are, you, are you still with me? Yeah. So to be really fair, witch, witchcraft, it can be male or female. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when people do not obey and are going completely away, you find out that they are under some kind of power that is working. You can have a witch in the form of a husband who is exerting an influence over the wife so much so that she cannot serve God, she cannot go to church, she cannot even do her work. And it's like, and these type of witches, male witches, would use, I'm talking about in marriage, can use the uh, power of the scripture. The devil used the scripture. Male witches use scriptures. Female witches use scriptures. And I'm not going to use the word wizard. I'm going to use male witch and female witch because the witch is what you understand. Yeah. So if you marry a male witch, 
he can exert power, especially sometimes people love the Lord and they cannot even do the work of the Lord but because your husband is exerting until whatever powers over you and saying, you must do this as a wife, you must do this as a wife, you must do even beyond anything reasonable. Then also, you can have a female witch who can also exert influence, which is not the Holy Spirit's influence. Now, a witch will seek, first of all, number one, will seek to, the witch have two main ways of working. Whether it's a male witch or a female witch. They work in two main ways. And the first way is to dominate you from above and control you. But if it doesn't work, the force doesn't work, then they, they, they switch from domination to manipulation. So they, they move from below and manipulate you through insinuations, discussions, meetings, accusations, suggestions, and so on. So, because if you are not strong enough to dominate, then you switch to the manipulation, and then they manipulate from the side. But you see, a person is controlling and doing things all the time from the back, from the back end of the, of the website. No, the back end. Because every website has a front and a back end. The people who make the website work at the back end and they change the pictures from the back. But the front is what you see. So the manipulation is done from the back. From the back end. Yeah. So when you have a witch, female witch, and you've married one and she doesn't want you to do the work of the Lord, she would use uh, husband love your wife i'm crying always crying weeping i'm not uh, happy uh, the bible says this the scripture says this even calling the pastor calling different manipulating 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 yeah so watch out for beloveds who even whilst you are beloved you see that the person is making certain remarks yeah One day, a certain missionary went to the mission field. And he had a beloved back home. And as he was out there, he, he called his beloved. Oh, how we are going on the street. And then, the, you know, the phone is breaking. He was not hearing. Was, oh. Then he was talking on the phone. And the beloved was talking from back home in Ghana. So then the beloved said, so, okay, we are going, so we'll see. I'll, I'll call you later. Oh, but I'm talking to you. He says, oh, but I'm, we are also going to witness. I'll call you back. Then, it became a beast. You see, you have to watch out for early beasts. There's something we call early beasts. Early beasts is what we call, uh, 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 what do you call the tsunami warnings. Early tsunami warnings. She said, she said, hey, it's like you are, you are talking to me. It's like you have more time for those. I said, ah, the beloved said, the missionary said, but I am on the mission field. I have taken my phone and I have called you here. Why are you say, what are you saying? You see, what are, what are you trying to say? I mean, because I am doing witnessing and it's like now, I rather have taken my phone. Tell her we are going on the road, we are witnessing. You rather have now the things you don't have time so after the beast was over 
Then she sent another message. Forgive me for being a woman. Which is a very dangerous message. Because forgive me for being a woman is another manipulative something that is like, you know, I'm just a woman. I'm just a woman. I'm just a human. I'm only human. I'm just a woman. Human woman. Watch out for early tsunami warnings. I'm just a woman. Indeed, you are just a woman. What do you mean? And I am a what? Astronaut. I'm an astronaut. You are manipulating the guy from Ghana. You are manipulating the guy over from the back end of the website. You are working on the back. So now the person is doing witnessing. He's now feeling guilty that he's more interested in some of the sisters and the other people that he's doing witnessing. Meanwhile, he was the one who called you that, Charlie, we are on the street or we are going witnessing. So now he's feeling bad and guilty. That Charlie Ekole, he has seen one of the sisters. <laughs> Adventure. <laughs> so when they cannot dominate, then they money. Because if you are a beloved, you have to use mainly manipulation. Yeah. You have to use because you are not yet a wife. You have to, you have to be a specialist of manipulation. And then when you marry, depending on the strength of the person you've married, you use either manipulation or domination. <laughs> if, the guy is, if the guy is strong, you may have to use manipulation. The guy is weak, you may use domination. So you see that the choleric, strong women, they try to dominate their husbands and control them and speak down. And sometimes they even insult them. Yeah, sometimes they even insult them. They sort them out. And they put them down. They degrade their, their husbands. And they try to, because they sense the calmness of the person. Yeah. So many choleric girls are, are, are liabilities when you marry them. Mercy. I'm just a woman. <laughs> I'm only human. That's what we mean. That's what I'm talking about. And in the Greek, it means to smite his, uh, the eye. Or the women say, the guy is blind. Or the guy is a fool. That's why Paul called them, oh, foolish Galatians. Uh-huh. So the guy is a fool. The guy is blind. 
You see, so many people, when the influence of the spirit comes and you disobey it, you don't go. You actually sometimes are actually following a bewitchment. Yeah, strong bewitchment. Yeah. Are you there? And you are actually following something into a terrible delusion of your whole life. Before whose eyes Jesus Christ has evidently set forth crucified among you. Now, I need you to turn with me to see why Satan wants to bewitch you through whoever. Maybe a beloved. It may be a brother. It may be your own father. It may be your mother. It may be anybody. You must distinguish between the voice of your father and the voice of God. The voice of your mother and the voice of God. My father wanted me to be, go to Oxford University when I finished Ghana Medical School. Yes, I could have also been a president after that. (laughs) But I have to distinguish between the voice of my earthly father and the voice of God's calling my life. If you can't distinguish between voices, you cannot hear the spirit's influence. Because his influence is sweet. It's so gentle. It can be quenched. It's it's such that you can easily not respect it. These are the two main things. You either quench it. It's so quenchable. And it's so easy to disrespect it. That's that's why many people don't know. It's the slightest influence you can ever have. It's like a dove. It's like a bird. Yeah. So you, 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 that's why I can't give you steps, but I can tell you that it exists. So you can be careful. And when you hear the spirit say, come. Then you just go. And you have already heard the spirit say, come. Now, since Satan wants to harm you, since Satan wants to harm you, and he wants to bewitch you, it will be of interest to you to know why. Do you want to know why? Your life will be destroyed when you don't obey his calling. Now, Romans chapter 8, verse 28, gives you the reason why Satan does not want you to obey. He knows. He knows. He knows what a good life you are going to have. I said he knows what a good life. He knows what a good life you are going to have when you follow his call. Yeah. He knows the scriptures better than we know. Don't ever try to do a Bible study with the devil. He knows the Bible more than you. Look, somebody who could quote the verses to Jesus 2,000 years ago. He's been quoting scriptures to people for years. Yes. Don't ever try to do a Bible study with the devil. Yeah. 
He knows the scriptures more than you do. Yeah. yeah. Now, this is the verse you all know. Romans 8, 28. There's a key word in there. And that word is the word called. Is there called there? Is there called there? Is that called there? Is that called in that verse? Okay. What, what is the good thing that is destined for the people that are called? What is the blessedness that has been prophesied over people that are called? And we know. That's why I said, don't try to do Bible study with the devil because he knows it before you even know it. Before you were born, he knew it. And he has camouflaged it and sent witches, male witches and female witches to influence you away from the call and from the influence of the spirit. And we know that all things work together for good for Christians for members for for those washed by the blood for believers and we know and the devil also knows that all things work together for good so them that love God and to them who are the called according to his purpose all things expect even your mistakes to work together for good even your mistakes when you are called and you are obeying the call of God expect even your mistakes to start organizing themselves for a reversal of evil this promise is for called people if I find you Pursuing your agricultural career at Wisconsin farms in the United States of America. In the next 25 years, you are there as a farmer. When I see you, I don't think I'll be able to say this is somebody who has been called. No, I'll say this is somebody who is a farmer. It's an ordinary farmer. But if I find you after 25 years holding a Bible, talking to people, people are listening to you after 25 years, I think I can better describe you as the call. This guy is one of the guys who's been called. That's a fact. So the influence of the Spirit was bringing you to a certain kind of life 
that can never be found anywhere. You, you, just, you just think about the mistakes you have made and you are going to make. Look, let's take one of your exams, okay? In, within two hours, look at how many mistakes you make. I mean, you sit down to do an exam. Within two hours, you have made so many mistakes. Think about it. You sit down, just two hours have finished and you have made so many mistakes. How much more if a whole day goes by? How much more if three days go by? How much more if one week goes by? Are you not going to make mistakes? Oh, but I have even, you see, this is even the chicken feed of the blessings of of certain things about people that are called. even chicken feed for people that are called people that are called are not ordinary people people who have listened to the spirit saying come the spirit said come and they said yes here am I here am I I can hear you say come This is nothing. Because I don't have to go far. I just have to know. I have to just read that very next verse. I'm talking about people that are called. I just have to go to the next line. I'm talking about the sweet influences of the spirit that says, come, come, come. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate them them, 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 he also called, that word is there again, that word is there again, because God does about three or four things before he calls you, so yeah, he has set several things in motion before he interrupts your life with a calling, yeah, several things have been said. So, when you set aside the call of God, you are a full capital plus. It's a very wild thing to set aside the call because the call has interrupted about four things which have already been done for, for you. So, when you just take your karate chop and just do something to the call, it's, it, it, it's only witchcraft and foolishness can be used to describe what you are doing. Because he says, them he also called, and whom he called, he justified. It is a joke. And whom he justified, he also glorified. (laughs) It's like a joke. I said, it is like a joke. (laughs) I said, it's like a joke. 
by the time God is calling, is about to call you, he has done a number of things. Yeah. He says, number one, whom he did for know. So he knows, it's like he knows you. He knows about you. It's like he has taken a special knowledge about you. Only you. What is your name? Richmond. Yeah. He's not yet called you. He's not going to call you yet. He has to first for know you. <laughs> Dr. God, do you understand what is happening? I said, first he has to know you, know about you, and know you very well. He will not just get up and call you. Can't you see? Calling is down there in the next verse. But first of all, he's taking special knowledge about you. God doesn't just get up and start calling. Can't you see? You know, this is why people really, some people really feel like Calvin really feels that a lot of people cannot be saved. Because it's like for somebody to be saved. It's like if you preach to 100 people, maybe just about 8 of them will actually listen or be saved. It's like I'm preaching. They don't, they don't even understand it. And, and, and you can have thousands and thousands of Christians. Few people can even ever hear and understand the call of God. Few are like that. Then, I'm talking about the spirit, influence of the Spirit on your destiny. When he has taken a special... You see, Tamara, come here. If I take a special interest in her, maybe I want one day to call her to work for me. But she doesn't work for me. She works uh, in the hospital. She goes to school. First, first, who? I need to know. So it's like I've taken an interest. <laughs> because I'm explaining to you that calling is not an accidental, it's not like there's, as of God, he has a big trumpet. Pa, pa, call him. Call, pa, 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 pa. No. He will take you. Yes. <laughs> and he will know you. Okay. Then, predestinate. That is, have some Special plans, future, future projection for the. Haven't yet called the person. Haven't yet called the person. After special program in my mind. Calling hasn't come. Calling hasn't come. Calling hasn't come. It is in my head. It is in my head. It is in my plans. He said, my plans for her, I've, I've taken a plan. Wow. That's why when you see somebody who is just making rubbish of the call of God and saying, I'm, going, I'm doing something else, I'm going to do whatever, you don't understand what you are doing. You have thrown away a very big plan. 
I said, you have thrown away a very long time plan. That was planned Caleb long ago. Calling hasn't come yet, oh. But I want to know your name, little girl. What's your name? What's your name? And I know her name, then I'm going to make a plan for you. I'm going to make a plan for you. So you are in my project now. So now I'm thinking on what I'm going to do. Okay, Ada, this, 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 this. You are the object of my thinking. I said, call hasn't come. Call hasn't come. Nobody has called anybody yet. Whom he did for no. He did predestinate. Destiny. That's too fantastic. Because the spirit said, come and you, you say what? Karate. Karate me. You karate me. had a plan a nice plan I had a nice plan and, and I planned predestinated that you should be conformed to his image so that you will be the that Jesus will be the firstborn among many brethren so I plan to bring you upgrade you do you, do you understand what I'm talking about? I plan to upgrade you to be like Jesus so that you and Jesus will be like brothers. <laughs> I plan to upgrade you. I plan to upgrade. I was going to teach you certain skills and to just upgrade you. I wanted to upgrade you from a certain low level to be like Jesus so that you will be you, he, Jesus will be the first amongst a lot. So it'd be just like Jesus. Yeah. That, that was the plan. Oh. That was the plan. Then, no, calling hasn't come. You have not yet been called. You've not yet been called. You've just been known about God has chosen from your, his, from your, your, your mother's womb somewhere or from some other place. He's taking a special out of your family. Look at your, look at your, look at your family members. Look at the people. Look at the people. I, I feel like looking at a scripture that I. Okay. Now, calling is coming. Whom he did for no, he did predestinate. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. So now he's calling you. He's now calling you. So all of you who are hearing the sweet influence of the Spirit call, calling you. It has taken God a long time to work on you. 
He has organized so many things, changed things, moved things around, played some games, played some cards, rearranged people, made things go a certain way. Then he has a big plan. Then you start to hear for the first time such a consideration as a call of God. It, it even comes to your head. That it even come to your head. When it doesn't come to people's head at all. That it has come to your head. You don't have any idea what it means. That God may have been calling you to work for him. And to do something for him. Now, it's getting better because the rest, the rest of it is like magic. I mean, I don't even know. I don't even know what to say. And whom he called... Bad people, oh. them he also justified. <laughs> justified, justified. Hey, look at you and me. Very bad people. And it's like, you see, that is why you can never please God by the works you do. By faith. When you obey his call. Just, you see, if you read the Bible, all the famous people, they did very little. Their work was like, no, I just built the ark and God drank after. And that's all. He's in the Bible. Yeah. Very, very, everybody did something small. I'll say it again. Everybody did something small. But the small thing they did, they did it out of faith. They believed. That's the point. They believed something. That's why you may may be someone who will even do more. But you'll be doing it out of your self-righteousness. But somebody will do little. But he really believes in God. And he believes in the call of God. So the Bible says, whom he called, then he justifies. Oh, you are clear. You are clear. You are clear. Even me, even me, even me, you know, so many people that I've tried to work with, I've invited, they wouldn't come. The people that have accepted me, accepted my invitation to work with me, they, 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 there's a way, there's a sense in which they are justified to me or they are good to me. So I say justified means like you have become a good person. Yeah, you be sort of like, you are like a good person to the person. Yeah. If I take my Lou here, Lulu. I mean, she's a little girl. She was in the school. There are greater people than her, but there's a sense in which the person becomes good to you and nice to you. Yeah. Just by saying, "Yes, Lord." I I don't know even how to sing. <laughs> I'm not anything. I'm like this. I'm like this. Oh, you are very good now. So sometimes you are surprised when the pastor seems to even believe in you more than you believe in yourself. You are justified in a way. Hey! You are sort of like good to the person. Yeah. Even though by legal things, you've done this before, you've done 20 of these, 35 of these, 50 of these, 60 of these. Hey! Those he called, he justified. But it's, it's getting even better. 
after justifying it would have been okay but he said and those he justified he glorified (laughs) it's like a joke I mean it's like a joke those whom he justified he glorified them it's like glory (laughs) okay glory 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 glorified hey Justify would have been okay. How many would agree that justify would be okay? Justify would have been okay. Justified would have been okay. If it could just go through justification, like Charlie, we are seen as okay. That would have been cool. But now it says that those he justified, he glorified. Wow. This is this is now going too far. How many agree this is going too far? It's too fantastic. I mean, is somebody telling a lie? Is somebody telling a lie? It's too good to be true. One day, Rick Joyner went to heaven. He had a vision and he saw a great man of God. This man of God have had so many problems. And he met Paul, he met Jonah, he met so many people, spoke to them, different things. Which is biblical. It's biblical because in the Bible, Jesus met with Elijah and Moses and talked to them. It's biblical to meet people who are dead, who are ancient patriarchs and whatever. There's nothing wrong with that. As he was going, he pointed to a man sitting in a throne. And he said, do you know that man? And he immediately recognized him. He was a great... He said evangelist. I don't think he was evangelist. But he said he was a great evangelist. And this man has had so many problems before he died. But he was glorified up in the throne. And then he wanted to go and talk to him. I said, no, no, no. He cannot talk to him. And he said, he said, I wanted, I just wanted you to see where he was, where he is. I just wanted you to see where he is in glory. I just want you to see. Because you see, those whom he, he foreknew, he destined them to be like his son. So that they will be upgraded. Do you understand? They will be upgraded. Yeah, like Jesus' brothers. Then with that plan, he started to call. And when he called, he, those who responded to the call, he started to justify. So, that's, even though you say yes, you are justified. Then, those who he justified, he said, I have another. Oh, I think it's a bit too much. <laughs> what a call. He decided to glorify them. I tell you. That is why people have not understood when you say many are called. People don't understand. 
when you say many, many are called, God has called you. God has called many people. It's not a small thing. One day, One day. Uh, give me your book. This book. Yeah. Sorry for what I'm going to do. One day I went to preach somewhere. When I finished preaching, beautiful message on loyalty. The assistant pastor of the church, he came to the senior pastor and he held the book, Loyalty. He said, this is not a book because he was a, he's very educated. He's a very educated, but he's an, he was an assistant pastor, very educated. He held the book. I said, I've read many books. It's not a book. Then he, he threw the book on the ground and then he stamped Stamp, stamp on it. Loyalty and this love. Stamp on it. And stamp on it with this leg like that. Yeah. Stamp on it. Practically. He said, this is, not, this is rubbish. This is not a book. He, he, he threw it down in front of the pastor. Yeah. You see, many people receive wonderful gifts. But this is how they treat Like this one, it's happening practically. They have message, a word, a gift, a book, a call, and they just look, oh, this is not. And he, he threw it in front of the pastor. The pastor was telling me a few days ago, he, was, uh, he has told me before, but he described it again. He said he, he uses he stepped on it like that. This is not a book. This is not a book. Yeah. You got to be careful what you do with the gift that God gives you. Some of you are planning to throw it to the floor. It's not a book. Because he he, he was somebody who had been to the university and he was even qualified to teach in the university. Yeah. But it's not a book. Stamp on it. Stamp on it again. Yeah. This is what we do to the call. And the good things that God gives to us. Yeah. So I, I hope you realize that to be called is not a small thing. It's not a small thing. What's your name, my dear? Regina. It's not a small thing. How many are going to say, Yes, Lord? Yes. Hey. Amen. Are you excited about this call of God? How many have had enough to go home already? You can. How many realize that? I mean, if you just go home now, it's okay. Yeah. It's amazing. It's in the Bible. It's right there. Now. Yeah. Is it not amazing? I'll tell you a vision and then we'll take a coffee break. Is your coffee ready? Is it ready? Okay.
Don't go out. Don't go out. Don't move. Don't move. One day, I had a vision, a dream, a vision. In the vision, I saw a man of God. Then I saw a huge building that he had built, or that had been built, but he was the one in the vision. Fantastic. It was so glorious that it had towers and arches and different things. And it was wonderful. And this person was acclaimed. Then, as I was looking at it, somebody said, look, look a little closer. Look closely at the building. See what is the building. As I looked at the building, from above, you could only see it from above. From above, it looked different. What has been built, eh? with the towers, you see, very complex designs. What had been built, one side looked like male genitalia. Yeah, it was like the tower was a male genitalia. When you see it, I said, look at it closely. I said, ah, what is that? And then another side of it looked like female genitalia. It's like, what a shock. <laughs> yeah, the building was complicated things. I said, what is this? At first, I didn't, but as I was looking, I was looking, I said, ah, but that is a, that is a vulva. That's a vagina. I said, what? And I look and said, oh, yeah, but this is, so it's like from heaven, it's like the person has actually made a pornographic castle. That is how heaven is seeing it. That's how it looks like from heaven. It's like, you, what you are doing is something ugly. <laughs> And then the Holy Spirit said to me, when you are doing something that is great, but it's not the Holy Spirit, this is what you build. You will be building, people will be praising, but I've heaven to say that, look at, you have built a tower. <laughs> look at the tower, look at <laughs> Look at the tower. Look at what they are doing. Horrible. And people are clapping. People are clapping. But it was, you see, it's easy, you easy to see the pattern from above. One day I took her from the New Jersey airport. I mean, New Jersey, very complex airport. When you, every time I go there, it's like, what, what confused place is this? New Jersey. Newark. Newark airport. When I flew up during the day, one day, and I looked down, I was amazed. From up, you see how it is designed. It's a very beautiful design. Circle goes here, one circle goes here, one circle goes very uh, symmetrical, perfect. I realized I can never see that way from 
the ground. In fact, I, was, it, I always remember that they're looking out Newark Airport. I said, what a beautiful airport. But if you go to it, you cannot, just something small. So you see, if you don't follow the sweet influence of the spirit, okay, and you follow another influence, a witchcraft influence, whether it's a man or a woman or a Christian or a pastor, or this or whatever, you may think I'm building my beautiful life. But from above, what you are building is so ugly and so ob- obnoxious. And God will even allow you to build. The angels will be watching. And you'll be adding blocks. So that this tower, do you know what you are building? And you are building a, a tunnel, do you understand? Which has a kind of, there was arches and different. Oh, no. no, 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 no. <laughs> What are you doing to your life? What are you doing with your life? What are you building? What are you doing? What does it look like from heaven? How does God see it? From above. You see, many, many, many things are acceptable and pleasing to men. Men will clap for you. But God is not clapping. God is not clapping. People are clapping, but God is not clapping. People are praising, but God is not praising. People are saying, you are doing well. But God is not impressed. In fact, if he would take you up. Okay, I was amazed. No, I mean, I don't think I can ever have such a vision. And it was a big, clearly. And the things was in colors, white, with red. This. Yeah. So you see, you wouldn't easily see. Yeah. The best I can liken it would be like Disneyland for those palaces, something like that. So it was like, look close, closer. Then I saw the ark and said, ah, what is this? <laughs> I will tell you, Many times our lives, we think we are just taking a decent course. Many times with our lives, we think we are just taking a normal course. Many times, the disobedience to God is like, just like some kind of, this is just something normal, natural. But actually, it's obnoxious and horrible. For the God who has done so much for you. For the God who has foreknown you, predestined you, then he called you, and then planned to justify you, and then glorify somebody like you. For you to set it aside, and to build something, and people will be praising you. No. That is why I've always been afraid of buildings. Yeah, projects. People praising you. You are doing well. This is nice. This is great. This is good. Oh, you are a man of God. All those type of praises. There's a song that I heard. Is God happy with our praise? Do you know how to sing that song? Is God really happy with our... Is it, you know how to sing it? Sing it. What if God is unhappy... With our praise. What if he is not pleased with the words we say? 
What if he takes away his love and his spirit from above? What if God is unhappy with our praise? Verse 2. What if God is unhappy with the way we live? What if he is not pleased? With the way we give, what if he takes away his love and his spirit from above? What if God is unhappy with the way we live? We must change the way we walk. We must change the way we talk. We must live a life that's pleasing to our King. We must read God's holy word and let his praises be heard. Lord, just be pleased with our praise. Listen. When God showed me that vision, I was amazed because... The person that I saw in the vision gives you a picture of decency and honor. Yeah. And I realized that I wouldn't associate the two. In fact, initially I did not even associate the two. So I don't know why this person is around in this this dream. What is he doing here? It's like he doesn't have anything here. You see, your decent life your goody goody life. Do you understand? You're being good and being nice and being great. If you were to see it from above, you see that this thing that I'm building for myself is. On earth, people will call you the biggest profane. Uh, uh, what? Huh? Profane architects. I mean, they will say you are base, you are like you are debased, you are you are you are you are you are perverted, you are you are. I mean, you are. There's something wrong with you. Sick. How can you make a tower? It's like instead of the tower just having a roof, you've, you've turned it into a, a, a what do you call it? Glance. <laughs> no. No. What a roof. It's unacceptable. It, it cannot work. Is it fantastic? Sit down, everybody. So we are blessed. Amen. And we are going to take our first break. But we are, we are already good to go. How many are going to build a beautiful pornographic tower of your life for God? <laughs> is it not fantastic uh, what you are doing hey, can you imagine arriving in heaven and God shows you what you built this is what you built this is what you did this is what you did we were watching from heaven and we said ah, what is the guy doing what is he doing but everybody sees us decent nice good clean 
perfect. What a shock. This one is nuclear, nuclear. Waves, waves of shock. Waves, 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 waves. <laughs> what if God is not happy with my good Mr. Honorable Mrs. Madam's descent, Mrs. Goodness, Mrs. Wesley Girls Perfecto? Live pure and what? Right, wrong, speak true, follow the king. Which king? Wow, may God help us and give us grace. In Jesus' name. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every week. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. ABC Tonight. My name is Daniel Garcia. I worked at my family's bakery. My life used to be pretty normal until I met Noah Hamilton. That's when everything changed. My brother and the most famous woman in the world. Sometimes two unlikely ingredients. There's a thing about him. Make the most amazing combination. I just want to make sure you know what you're signing up for. I know that my life can get pretty crazy. I think I could do a little crazy. The Baker and the Beauty. Series premiere tonight, 10, 9 central on ABC. ABC Tonight, the next chapter of The Bachelor Journey begins. Welcome to Listen to Your Heart. Listen to your heart. 20 single musicians look for the perfect duet. When she sings to me, it just leaves me speechless. Will a passion for music lead to a lasting love? I've dreamt of being with somebody who shares the same passion that I do. Or end on a sour note? It's no fun singing a love song when you're not in love. The Bachelor presents Listen to Your Heart, a six-episode event, tonight at 8, 7 central on ABC.